Hey everybody, just a brief intro before we get into the episode. I just wanted to let you guys know I'm on Spotify. Just search K-pop, FOMO Daily, or Danny's K-pop Podcast there to find me. Now, on to the episode. What's good, everybody, and thank you for joining me for another episode of Danny's K-Pop Podcast. First off, I want to send out thoughts and prayers to all who have been affected by Hurricane Harvey. I've been watching the coverage all week, and I mean, the devastation of the storm has caused homes and buildings to go down. I mean, so many people trapped by the floods. But also so many of you coming to the aid of others and I think you guys have shown just an incredible amount of love, unity, and resilience to all of us. Hopefully soon the waters recede and you all just come out of this and bounce back stronger than ever. So our hearts are with you. Now I didn't get it chance the last episode but I also do want to give a shout out to my little brother Taeyang I can't wait to see Taeyang rock the stage when he comes through for his tour and I'm going to be there no matter what I have always loved watching him perform and to me in return when he's performing he also shows how much he loves doing it I recommend you check the cities and dates and definitely you should check them out if you can. Plus I must admit I was a little jealous when I first saw his music video Darling because they shot it on the iconic building of LA, the US Bank building. That was actually the building we were hoping to shoot at for our video One Love many years back but we were denied maybe we just weren't big enough while we're on the subject of music videos I want to say mad respect to 10 centimeter in their video for the song help because I've always thought that one thing Korea did lack was comfort to those going through things that are still not socially acceptable like your sexuality and divorce which in my opinion has led to many have depression and countless other mental health issues which by the way are also considered socially taboo I mean, a mental hospital translated literally in Korean is Chongshinpyeongwon. And even when I hear that word in Korean, the first thing I think of is insane asylum. So I think naturally many avoid getting help because they don't want to say or people to think that they're crazy. So once again, mad respect to 10 centimeter for not just thinking about it, but taking the issue head on. So if you haven't seen it, 
you should also go check it out. Those were some things that were just on my mind. But now, let's go on to what's in yours and our first question of the day. Hey, Danny, this is Erica from Seattle. Um, and I'm calling for some advice, actually. I've noticed that you've done quite a bit of work here with like KCON and DSLA and now the podcast. And I think you've grown a lot. Um, do you have any tips for people who want to get into this space as an interviewer, reporter, podcaster, host? Thank you. Thank you so much, Erica, for calling in and your question. To me, you can always learn from those who came before you. I never really thought the phrase, don't look at the past, look to the future was all that correct. Because I think there's many more times you should take a look at the past for a better future. For me, I started dreaming about being an artist because I was driven by my love of music and performing. It was music and only music that really helped me express what I was feeling inside and my emotions. Now my influences came from, of course, many of the legends, but also even people like my dad who sung in the church choir. And by watching and studying what they did, it helped me to envision and paint a better picture of what I wanted and needed to do. Now, I had to apply and go back to the drawing board and do the same thing when I went into hosting. One of the first things I did was buy Larry King's book. And then I started watching countless legends in that field, like Walter Cronkite, Dan Rather, Johnny Carson. And I learned so much. And even a person like Anderson Cooper, what I found out what drove him was some personal tragedies that he had to overcome in his life. And he wanted to maybe through journalism, help people find some answers. And some people who influenced him were daytime hosts like Oprah and Ellen, which I don't think are typically the ones that many journalists look up to or get influenced by. But maybe that's another reason people took notice and he was unique and stood out from other journalists. But lastly, never forget that the main component you bring to the table is you. Because you can't expect others to care if you don't. So that's my take on it. Remember what drove you. Look to the past and the legends who have come before you and even the ones who are currently doing what you want to do and study and learn from what they do put your spin on it and do it better so thank you once again Erica for the call this next question comes from iTunes Ice Coffee asks 
It's so great to hear your podcast every week now, especially from a K-pop OG and from someone who's actually experienced being in the industry. Can't wait to hear more. I know you've talked about the culture shock when you moved to Korea, but were there any instances where you had to adjust when you moved back to the U.S.? Are there any cultural differences that you miss from Korea? Well, Ice Coffee, I'm glad you hit me up and great question. Honestly, straight up to answer that, at that time, the culture thing was not on my mind. I was just trying to adjust to a whole new life, let alone a new place. I mean, I just recently got married. No more single life. Christian was born not too long after. Now it's family life. So when I look back at it, I never even thought about having to adjust to the culture and I also think that had to do with during the one-time days luckily if I ever had time I would just always come back to the states because I have family and friends here so there were many times I was just going back and forth and I was never gone too long from either here or Korea we even recorded two albums here in the states and one thing I remember I was asked a lot at that time was yo if you had to choose where would you live here or Korea and I remember my answer was always both to me LA was chill but after a while I needed a boost so then I want to go back to Seoul where things move fast but after a while, that also wears me out. And so, once again, I wanted to go chill. I was never away from the US that long to even really feel a culture shock when I moved back. Now to answer your follow-up, which was cultural differences that I miss from Korea. Again, I'm a lucky man and happened to live in one of the best places, although in a smaller dose, that you can experience the Korean culture outside of Korea. I mean, straight up, at times I forget I'm back in the States. But ultimately, the thing I miss the most when I think of Korea and my time there are the people, the ones that I consider family and just chilling with them and spending time with them. Anyways, thank you once again, Iced Coffee, for your support of the podcast and hitting me up. This next question comes from Twitter. Maya1688 says, Hi, Danny. What's one thing you learned from your music career that has helped you in your personal life, as in fatherhood slash husband-wise? Thanks. Yo, this is another good question, and I must say, another deep one. Today's pretty deep. So thank you, Maya1688, for asking it. One of the things I think I've learned from my experience that has helped me personally is that words are strong, 
but actions are stronger. I mean, from the get-go, with recording or performing a song, the words you say are of great importance. But most of the time, it's your delivery that makes or breaks the song. That action has the power to penetrate even further. I believe it's shown how people are still drawn to songs even when they don't understand the words. Or for that matter, even the ones without any words at all. The impact is huge. The same things were then important and had to be implied to me as a public figure. Now to be honest, at that time, I think I was focusing more on being defensive and just trying to protect myself from showing any negatives. And as I grew older and gained more wisdom, I started realizing I was focusing on the wrong thing. I shouldn't focus on minimizing the bad, but instead focus on increasing the good. Now, when I was doing DFLA, we had a writer. His name was Eric. And one of the days I noticed him gathering up and taking all the leftover food we had. And I asked him, yo, are you going to take it home? What are you doing? And he goes, no. He said he did it every week. On the way home, he passes by homeless people on the street and he would pass the leftover food out. And so his action influenced me to start going to the homeless shelter and also do what I could. So now those things implied into my home life with my wife, of course I express my feelings with words, but you also have to express your feelings by doing the things to show it. When I say I love you, she's happy. But later on, when you do something for the one you love, their reactions are ones of joy, happiness, and sometimes even more emotional. And I don't think it's because your love was in doubt. It's the power of that action itself. Now, with my kids, it's similar. I tell my kids I love them every day because it is important that you do. But now, many parents, I think, would agree with me that for some mysterious reason, kids don't seem to be fully satisfied until they see you take some action on those words. And so back in the day, my words and actions were more for my career. But now, they are so much more in everything I do in, in, in my whole life. Words are strong but actions are stronger. Once again, thank you Maya1688 for hitting me up.
the great question. We have now arrived at the last part of our show, our rapid fire Instagram. First off, thank you to everyone who looked at my Instagram post about my son's first day of school. Now, none of you had any questions for me on that post, but a lot of you seem to enjoy it. And it looks like you checked out the episode after. So thank you so much for that. Now, one question that did come in through an earlier Instagram video that I get a lot, MBX05, hey, Danny. Oh, question for Rapid Fire. Just wondering if you could please sing a little, even if it's just a word or two. Only if you're up for it, though. I know at Macy from last episode and the rest of us fans would love it. Now MBX05, thank you for hitting me up. I want to start off by saying that somewhere down the line, I will once again go out there and do it again. Music is a huge part of my life and I love it immensely and I'm going to go do it soon. I'm going to go do it again in the future. But it's just not quite yet. I do, though, want to say the beginning part of One Love to everyone because the words to me are so true. Since the first day we met, through all the times we've had, I thank God that I found you. Okay, hopefully that's enough for now. But once again, thank you to everyone for listening. And if you want to ask a question, please call the hotline or leave a review on iTunes or hit me up on Twitter or Instagram. There's many ways to do it. You pick. Also, check us out on Spotify. It's the perfect place to listen to all your favorite K-pop music and podcasts. Until next Wednesday, I'm out. One.